Andy Warhols, not if you was the last junkie on earth. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm in Hawaii. And Matt Morgan's in London and in charge of them buttons. You all right, Matthew? No, listen to that sentence. I'm in Hawaii and Matt Morgan's in London at <laughs> five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, is it a bit early? No, I feel all right, actually. It's, I thought it's, you might find it bracing, getting up all nice and early. It is quite bracing. The streets are empty in London. It's amazing. Did you ever have a paper round? Uh, not a morning one. I gave out free papers in the evenings. Did you have one? I well, gave out these leaflets for a hospital, right? It was sort of like a hospital lottery, but I used to steal all the money. <laughs> Even <laughs> yes, though I knew in my heart of hearts I was depriving people of a dialysis machine or something. Oh, dear. Yeah, I didn't let it get to me. So, okay, so there are some technical difficulties out here. Um, I hear what everything that happens in London, I hear a second and a half later, which makes me feel dreadfully out of fashion, because as all of you know, I like to be up to the minute. Also, this uh, technical arrangement was undertaken by that Scottish twerp, Mikey, which means I'm in this, like, studio with egg boxes on the wall in Hawaii that sort of, I'm, my studio engineer has got a coconut bra on. Oh, it's terrifying in here. <laughs> yeah, what? it's a, a, a long, it's a, the realisation of a long, cherished dream for you. Also, on there, sort of, like, they've got a computer screen and, like, sort of photos flash up of, like, you you know, like their events of this radio station, they're having the time of their lives they are, with sort of voluminous stuff and ghost puppets and things like that. I'm just, like, to tell you the truth, this whole experience is a berserk because, like, out here in Hawaii, let me tell you, like, Big Brother's Big Mouth has very little currency. This Radio 2 podcast means next to nothing. It's <laughs> been a bloody struggle, let me tell you. What's it like not being famous? I don't much care for it. I mean, I didn't like not being famous the first time round, to tell you the truth, but now that I've had a taste of it, it's awful. Like, you know, I just walk into a restaurant, no one gives them monkeys, I just think I'm some <laughs> poor idiot with a dreadful haircut. <laughs> it's a desperate situation. I've taken to wearing a different sort of style of clothing. I dress like I'm a Christ-like figure now. You used to do that in like, private. Yeah, I'm doing it. I've took it out to Hawaii because I thought, like, I thought perhaps I'd be like C three PO. They might think that I was a robot king <laughs> if I dressed like Jesus. I thought they might take to me, but so far it ain't happened. It's what been, about a, your it's army been boots? a scandal. I don't wear my army boots out here. I wear sandals. Have you really started dressing as Jesus? A little bit like him, yeah. Yeah, I've got sort of my hair's, <clears throat> my hair's down all flat. I'm wearing sort of like a white vest. And I'm wearing these sort of white sort of light linen trousers and just swooshing about in Hawaii just trying to get by, really. It's mental. Right, listen, this, this film I'm doing, right, listen to some of the things, Matt, that I have to do in this film. Okay. One, horse riding. Two, surfing. Three, Sexy dancing for oh, no. sing a song. Yeah. Sexy dancing's the oh, worst one. Sexy dancing's gonna be a great big struggle, but that's not gonna prevent us doing a wonderful radio show. We'll be telling you about what's Hello, going he's on in Hawaii. <laughs> Look at that! Out of nowhere, see? I've still got it. I can do it. They don't know out here the skills I've got. There's people in other radio. Like, I think this is called sort of Island FM or something. In other booths, they're doing other radio shows, going on about grass skirts and what. That's racist, actually. What I'm saying there, isn't it? I don't know, I don't know. I don't know why you've done it. Russell, what you should stop offending them because they might turn off our line. I mean, what if they've? I'm wondering if they're tuned in on another. Yeah, they might be listening. That's like imagine some I, American person came over here and started going. They've all got bad teeth, and they're all you know like taking the mickey out of us for all these English. They're all they're all drinking tea here. 
we'd turn him off. <laughs> well, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as them bombing our troops willy nilly. Oh they God! Feel like right, it. give his visa oh, back. Christ! Rip his visa up, put it in the seat, put him in Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crikey. Yeah, so, uh, no, come on, what we're going to do over this radio show, we'll uh, perhaps listen to a, a, a phone conversation that we had with Noel Gallagher a little while ago. I'll tell you about making this film. Matt, you can tell me about how you're coping without me. Are you coping well? I'm bearing up, actually. I've got a Is pilot on Channel 4, that's coming up. I've also... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> come on, it's a bit of a struggle, it's, isn't it? It's been a few changes in the country, actually. The, the revolution that you wanted to happen actually happened. It seems you are holding us back. We're having a great time <laughs> over here. We've got a new government based on love. That's, that's great. <laughs> no! Oh, no! That revolution I wanted was contingent on me being in a position of power. No, no, you're very lowly. <laughs> oh, Christ, <laughs> what have I done? Listen, though, I'm doing well out here in this movie. Are you? You wait till you... Have you done a little scene yeah, yet? Get... Or have you just been practising all sorts of stuff? Practising. I went out horse riding, right? It's like how you said, they are like big muscly cowards, aren't it's they, terrifying, horses? You don't feel safe on them. You don't feel safe. Like, when it gallops along, about eight inches between your nuts and the saddle, isn't there? Yeah, it's Depending horrible. on how long your nuts are. It reminds me of when you were a child, and before people thought seatbelts were a good idea, when you were sat on the yeah. lap of an adult in a car, and yeah. it was all vibrating, and they were too big, and you... Oh, it was horrible. That's how it feels. I liked it when it go over a bridge, though, and you feel that feeling in your willy. Um, Come shouldn't on. be riding it like that. <laughs> I meant in the car, not on the horse, I don't trouble him. Oh, yes. So, um, Jordan, uh, um, Katie Price, Jordan, and uh, Peter Andre were on the same flight as me going out. I had a nice really? chat with them, I can tell you about that. Yes, I've been surfing lessons today, I've had all sorts of different personal trainers, my life's been chaos. Oh, why you don't must we, leave, yeah. uh, Why don't we, mm, not really, and no, I'm still quite spindly sort of a fella, just like a sort of a pipe cleaner sort of a man, you yeah. know, just sort of staggering about in a while, you're not being famous. Yeah, why don't we listen to another record, uh, let's listen to uh, Iggy Pop Passenger, which is essentially what I am out on this island, <laughs> while all these film stars cruise gloriously by, and uh, then we'll uh, tell you more about what's going on, we'll listen to Noel Gallagher later, and we're going to have a shiny new composition where people can win a hula skirt. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2, that was Iggy Pop Passenger. Us, over in London, Matt Morgan has been guided around that desk with by Mikey, our Scottish engineer, leaving pennies on the buttons that Matt has to press next. Is that what's happening there? Yes, it's ridiculous. He's put a shiny new penny on the next button I have to press. He just puts it above <laughs> it and goes, here, woo, here, like I'm a magpie. <laughs> like your little Dickensian orphan and he's Professor Pavlov. Yeah, and I don't even get to keep the pennies. It's the same penny gets moved around <laughs> and around. <laughs> it's the same penny? He's, he's a dirty penny snatcher, that he's boy. He's got it on a string. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ridiculous way to conduct his life. So, um, yeah, God, what have I got to go on and on about? Um, right, yeah. Bloody horse. All that, that technology thing, wraps just... up across the world and you've just spent it going, um. <laughs> <laughs> I did that to bridge that 1.5 second gap that we're oh, concentrating rather gap, well. Isn't it? 
It's ever so difficult having a little gap, but, you know, as you said, Matthew, it's a miracle that we can talk at all, what of our vastly differing personalities. <laughs> um, so, listen then, uh, yeah, look, here's some things I don't like about doing horse riding, and in fact a lot of the uh, activities I've had to do out here is me being completely at the mercy of some other thing, right? And what, yeah. Like, horse riding, I'm at the mercy of an horse. Surfing, I'm at the mercy of a surfboard and big sort of butch blokes. The horse, just at any point, can just go off and get food, can't it? It just gets food when it wants it. Only if it doesn't so, respect you. You have to earn its respect. <laughs> and I can imagine if you're dressed as Jesus and a nervous <laughs> pest of a man, then perhaps <laughs> the horse won't ever respect you. It feels above you. I've done everything I could to make that horse love me. I kissed it, I caressed it, I jammed sugar cubes into every orifice <laughs> in its body. <laughs> nothing was enough, Matthew, nothing. Yeah, it just goes off and gets food when it likes. I was doing it with, like, another um, woman from, like, from the film. I'm one of the actresses from the film. She's called Kristen. She's in this programme called Veronica Mars, which I think is, like, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing. She were horse riding quite well on that. Mm. All, so the, all the Americans are confident. Emasculated when you're doing the same thing as a woman, she's better than you. Yeah, I do actually, mate. I mean, like, sort of a little bit. I'm trying to play it like, oh well, I never had the opportunities to go horse riding in my life as a boy. I had to make do with a penny farthing. I just had a, <laughs> a stick and a whistle. No, that you, was what you I sat got. on your at at. <laughs> I sat on my at at walker. The, the main carriage of it stuffed with dying baby <laughs> oh, yeah. birds that I'd rescued from around Grace. <laughs> Just sat astride that, pretending to be Dick Turpin as best I could. <laughs> yeah. And the surfing as well. Surfing is bloody difficult. Have you ever tried surfing, Matt? Um, not really. It's dangerous, isn't it? What do you I mean, mean, not did, really? Well, I was asked to try it in Australia by the Australian government, and oh. I declined. No, <laughs> you can break your back being... Someone said, oh, ah, you can break your back when you're slammed onto the beach. So I thought, no, I won't be doing that. <laughs> I was an Australian person, was it, that said that to you? Yes, that's why I brought the character alive with that brilliant accent. <laughs> you really did. I, I saw him there, all beautiful blonde hair, etc. Right, sort of, yeah, I don't like that surfing. And, like, this initial lesson I had to have of it today, I was just, sort of, I had to lie on the surfboard like it was an hospital trolley while this big butch bloke sort of pushed me out to the sea <laughs> and they line up, sh like, sort of line up shots for, like, you know, how the film's going to look and stuff. It's bloody awful. Well, Hang on, are you learning like, to surf also, or practicing the shots? Well, in, in this instance, was uh, practicing, like, you know, practicing the shots for this scene where I'm laying on a surfboard and this other fella comes along and he's surfboard and have, like, a little bit of a chat. But, like, but nonetheless, you've got to have some, you know, you've got to be able to stay on that board and that's hard enough. There's an ocean underneath you doing what hell it likes. And also, what I don't like, right, is about these men that teach you surfing. It's like, right, you know you say you was just dropped in the wild, like in a jungle? I think I'd die. Them, them surfing men, they, I reckon they'd just get on with it. I wouldn't die. <laughs> I reckon you would last <laughs> five minutes. No, I'd be all right, mate. I used to read the SAS Survival Handbook as a child. <laughs> what are you going to do? Club a snake to death with it and eat it? <laughs> There's lots of things you could do. Yeah. What do you wear when you're surfing? Have you got a wetsuit or are you, like, muscles out? Well, like, I was wearing, I have to wear a top to prevent me from getting a rash. It's called a rash top, and I don't like that as a name That's anyway, because that makes <laughs> me think that I'm... It's not a rash, it means so you don't scratch your body on the board. Yeah, well, they call it a rash top, they don't call it a scratch they top. They put talc all over my boobies so I don't get a rash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all talc up. A rash top. They put germaline on my nipples and I just sit on the beach. <laughs>
I, I was given a lollipop because I was a good boy, but I dropped it in the sand. <laughs> I was making sand off a lolly. Right, so yeah, I've got, I have to wear my rash top, and I did what? Well, well, you know me, Matt. I like to wear a smaller swimming trunk. Oh, you're not doing so, that still. No wonder no one's yeah, got any respect right. for you. No wonder that horse doesn't care for you. <laughs> he don't know about that. Dirty little thong. <laughs> he don't know what I'm wearing when, in my beach wear. I was wearing my boots, actually, when I was on that horse. What? Why? You're meant to kick him in the... <laughs> he's probably... He probably broke his leg. He's probably had to be put down. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he is. He betrayed me. No, I loved him. What Casper. was his name? He was all right. Casper? He was... Casper the horse. Yeah. We were... The two of us, there was a beautiful synergy. We became as one, eventually, like a senator, the two of us, galloping around. There was a banyan tree. They filmed Lost out there, Matthew. Lost, I tell you. No, I've lost him now. He's just saying things. One after the other. <laughs> no delay. Um... Do you ride it on sand? Yeah, you ride it on sand. Tomorrow oh, I'm going galloping nice. in the sea on it. Really? Yeah. Wear a rash top. <laughs> I'll be germaline up. I'll be talking <laughs> myself senseless. <laughs> I'll just be like a boots counter of a man, essentially. Okay, um, yeah, I've got lots of other things to do because I've been having a lot of different personal trainers. They've been, like, there are more of them men that could survive in the wild. Why have you been having a lot? Because in every... Sucky, like, sucky. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not been sucking. <laughs> Some of the personal trainers don't come up to my requirements, you'll see. <laughs> Some of them... Some of them look disparagingly at my hip fat. <laughs> Some of them they had to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> I am... Um, no, it's just like I had to have one in Los Angeles, Shane. He was a great, mighty redwood of a man he was. But, like, there's all... I don't know. There's something preventing them being cool. They've got... Two big sort of feet or something, and his his head was the shape of a violin. It went in too much of the chicks, you know. I don't think it's about you judging them physically, mate. <laughs> well, they judge me. He's got the big, the time looking at me. He's got he's a redwood with massive feet and a violin-shaped head. Think what he's <laughs> put on the form for you. Yeah, there's nothing I can do for him. He's a ninny. He turned up in a, a pair of tight women's knickers and a rash top. He had a Jesus robe on. <laughs> he tried to cuddle me after a matter of minutes in the room. He was talking like someone out of Charles Dickens. <laughs> he talked as nothing but a horse that doesn't respect him. Um, okay, right, should we listen to another record? Hard to handle? Well, hard, why not? Because, you know, after all, that's the situation we find ourselves in. The, me being here in Hawaii, you being over there in London. Our podcast handle. not being number one anymore. Oh, you that's hard to handle. traitors. Oh, that God. is hard to handle. And what makes me extra angry about this is that the, what, the Apprentice podcast is number one. What's that going to be? That's what really is good. the content of I that? Mean, the program's good. Yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I love The Apprentice, the program. It's a brilliant program. Hey, we, don't just jump podcast? on my bandwagon, mate. Oh, yeah, I, I love the program, Matt. Me and you, we used oh, to sit there watching that, didn't we? With our feet up, having a great time. I've Sky Plus that while I'm away. Only that and our really? TV burp. They're the only... Th yeah, they're the only things I've Sky Plus. They're the only... I'd give my life, I would, for a glance, a bit of English culture. I, I love it. I miss it more. I've become sort of like a xenophobic, jingoistic, BMP-style Englishman since I've been out here. Oh, God. Because like, Americans are so American, aren't they? Well, yeah, I know. They really are. 
They're too, they're loud. It's hard <laughs> to know when to jump in on the conversation, like to, when to speak. It's very difficult. Hey, good job. Good job, Russell. Have they said that to you yet? <laughs> good job. Yeah, they've said good job. I've done a lot of high fives. And the other thing that's difficult is that, um, like, I've done working out with them. When they work out, when you're doing, like, working out, and, you're, you know, the, when you have to spot another gentleman, you know, this means even case he hurts himself, you have yes. to help him out. Yeah, they go, like, come on, buddy. You got another one in there, man. Beast it out, and things like that. And I just go, look, could oh, you stop dear. doing that, please? It's affecting Could everyone winky. just stop saying dude, please? I'm English. <laughs> really silly. Let's <laughs> call each other fellas, chaps, old bean, anything but this. Get our podcast back to number one, right? Because we said we were going to go on an ice cream van voyage when we got to number one. Then we were number one for ages. We never got around to it because the administration at Radio <laughs> 2 is lethargic and lazy. <laughs> and so we never done it. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to get to celebrate being number two. We're going to get an ice cream van, set fire to it, fill it with burning American flags. We'll have burning American flags flying off the roof. We'll drive around at Alan Sugar's Brentwood office and sling pop-up at his windows while smashing Amstrad computers over our knees. What about that for a celebration? Oh, God. I've lost control. I'm in a room surrounded by egg boxes and I'm cracking up. Let's listen to Hard to Handle. Get a grip on yourself. This I've got all of myself. This is for Casper. Otis Redding, Hard to Handle, Russell Brand, Radio 2, I'm in Hawaii. Matt, put on some of them Hawaiian jingles that have been recorded specially. Um, hang on. Go on then. There we go. I knew someone would do that. Does that mu do you hear that music around the place? Yeah, quite a lot. They've done that to uh, conventional records. They've done that versions of it. What's it called? Tiki, is it? I don't know. Slide guitar. It is, it's called Tiki. Tiki style. They've done Tiki they've done Tiki style versions of anything you care to name. Is there um so what what is it like there? You haven't told us. Like really. It's tediously beautiful. It's like a, a kind of sort of a stereotypical idea of beauty. There are palm trees and glorious sunsets and beautiful oceans and endless beaches and I'm staying in this hotel called the Turtle Bay Hotel and there's I ain't seen no turtles, but I claim that turtles come up, lay their eggs and that. I'm thinking of trying to catch one, rear it as my own. Do so, please. If I'm the first thing it sees, it might just follow me anyway. That's if, if unless cartoons have been misleading me. No, that's chickens. But I think it'll be better than our uh, fish, Christoph. How's he getting on? Is he dead? <laughs> um, he's gone to heaven and come back as a gerbil. <laughs> So, Apprentice, right, I've been out of the country five days. Yeah, that's Apprentice why. is now number one that is why. podcast. Christoph's dead. <laughs> What's all... going on? The family's falling apart. It's because the patriarch has gone to another country <laughs> to chase his dreams. Everyone here What's... just shattered people here now. Soulless, eyeless. I bet Mr. G, our poet laureate's now writing jingles for the BMP. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's worse than that. He mate. better be writing a poem. He is on oh, his chest so with Christoph a razor blade, and he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> is Christoph really dead? No, he's, I don't know. Is he Mikey? He's in the aquarium now. He's in London Aquarium. He's got his own tank. He's swelled. He don't belong there. No, I know. He's all right. He's actually all right, I think. Uh, he's actually all right, I think. You've not done any research, have you? Well, I've been very Into busy. I've moved being. house, haven't I? I don't, you know, I can't look after everything. What's it like? Are you happy in your new house? Yes, it's very nice, actually. 
Uh, so you're so are you out of your old house now? Well, yeah, but I'm not in another country. It's irrelevant. No, I know where that. I, live. I might as well just live in a tin can. But there's all your stuff in the new house. I don't know because I'm not in touch with domesticity, am I? Did you? Uh, someone all I think about is palm trees. Did you um, hear that they've? You, you know, your old house has got a blue plaque on it now. <laughs> 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 I'm surprised you didn't say blue plaque with your ridiculous <laughs> pronunciation. Don't call back <laughs> Things to like old that. shows. People won't know what you mean. I will call back to old shows. Not that anyone listens anymore. Now the podcast is dropping down the charts like a stone. Well, come home and give up your dream. Come back to me, Adels. <laughs> come on, Adels. <laughs> the wise not for you, lad. <laughs> oh, come on, dear. Yeah, let me get on with it. Give us one more chance. <laughs> I'm doing all right out here in Hollywood, or Hawaii, or wherever the hell it is. I am not sunshiny. <laughs> Are you wearing flip-flops? I'm having... No, you're wearing sandals. Not now. You? They're hurting my feet. I've oh, took them off. What a hellish existence you lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bloody Dante poem out here, let me tell you. Here, have you got any emails from our listeners? Um, yeah, no. There's some bits of paper Why? around, but God, no, I think they're to Westwood. <laughs> we could read them out. <laughs> you, you're, oh, yeah, you're Matt is, of course, Matt in London is in Tim Westwood's studio there. Why have you not used any of Tim Westwood's notorious effects? <laughs> Here's the news. I don't know why um, you can't get to them. I don't know where. Oh, hang on, <laughs> don't know to touch them. Hang on, we're going to crack into it. Look. Just start pressing some of the buttons. Wait, Westwood, we're getting in. Are you getting into Westwood's buttons? Yeah, hang on. No, I don't know how to work them. Mm. But you could get Westwood on the yes, phone. He'll get I've up got early. Them, you I've don't got sleep. Them. Let's drop some bombs. You've got Westwood's buttons. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> okay, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. We're gonna be playing you some banging tunes coming up, dog. We're gonna be listening. Yes, alright, you're blind. Oh, there's been a car crash. Oh no, I should have focused. Oh, what's that? Someone shooting at me. Ah! <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. We love Tim Westwood on this show. It's brilliant. What the hell is this? Why don't we get our own version of those sort of sound effects? Queen, that... <laughs> Did you hear that? That's that shouldn't it. be allowed. Royal I did hear that. What's that from Coming to America? That is Coming to America. Yeah, I like that film. Why's he got that? Why's he I isolated that? He's some odd things in it. Let's ring him up, tell him we're meddling with his buttons. Yeah, no, don't. He won't be awake. <laughs> Do you know what time <laughs> yeah, it is no, here? Don't watch. Mm, six in the morning, half six, something like that. Something ridiculous like that. What's that? It's ridiculous Mikey, here why's as well. that X? Why is that white light flashing? Someone's calling the studio. Oh, God. That's Westwood. Probably Tim Westwood. You've had you touched till. Westwood's buttons. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> He's not going to stand for that. You're going to pop a cap in your bottom. Oh, for God. God's sake, get out of there. Quick, move the penny. <laughs> <laughs> Put the penny by the side. <laughs> for God's sake, replace it with a marijuana leaf or something that he'd be into. Westwood doesn't have a penny. He'd have a shiny... Well, of course he doesn't. I know. Why have I He's got, got a Glock and stuff like that. Oh, come on. Right, okay, so you're in Tim Westwood's lair. Here, let's tell some of the stories about when uh, we met Tim Westwood. We came on that Tim Westwood radio show once, and he did the, he did all of this. Do some of the sound effects while I'm doing, like, the introduction. The right, okay, okay this is your man Westwood in the house. We're going to be listening to some banging tunes later on. We're going to be listening to Biggie. We're going to be listening to Tupac. Can I, say, I have to say Tupac? <laughs> 
<laughs> so actually, there's quite a skill to what you've done, because that sounded bloody ridiculous, didn't it? Yeah, I know. Oi, hang on. No, it didn't. It sounded good. <laughs> I was pressing them. He's got incredible mastery over that desk. Okay, listen, so right, what? this is the things I think we should focus on. Mikey, you lazy Scottish twerp, get us them bloody emails from our listeners, right? Print them out so Matt can see them, he can read me what uh, listeners have said about our last shows, what's been, you know, what's going on with Christoph. I don't know what's happened to Mr Nibs, but I, last I heard that he's become a male prostitute now, plying his trade in Camden Town, London. I want to know what's going on, right? And then uh, later on we'll talk to Noel Gallagher. I think we should give Westwood a ring. He like an early morning call. Get him up on the line and uh, tell him that we've been interfering with his buttons, which he will probably think is uh, probably a euphemism for his anus and he might react violently. Um, but for now, why don't we listen to Rebel Rebel, David Bowie, and uh, we'll dedicate that to you, Matt, because you've rebelliously tinkered with Westwood switches. Rebel Rebel, David Bowie, this is Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm, of course, in Hawaii. Go on, Matt, do a Hawaiian sound effect. Mikey, press the button, put the penny down. Put the penny down, Mikey! We were in Tim Westwood's thing, so we have to change. Now we're here we are. With some, what's and it you called? got another tiki. one? No. Yeah, tiki music. Blimey, you're so... And you got another one? Ungrateful, isn't he? <laughs> I thought there was another one. That's not Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Hawaii 5 There we go. We could do it, let me tell you, the place is rife with crime. I'd like to see a musical montage cut to this of you horse riding, surfing, <laughs> complaining. Sexy dancing. Sex. <laughs> have, you practiced, have you practiced your sexy dancing yet? Not so much practiced it other what was than that noise? Know, directly in my life. Was that Casper? Me, there? I just went. I've been spending too much time with Casper. <laughs> He's had a powerful influence over me. The lengths I go to to curry favour with that <laughs> nag. <laughs> no. Oh, isn't it? I've been all whispering at it all bloody day. I can't get a word sense out of him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would like to see a montage of my activities in Hawaii. Activities that would include me standing in a hungry and disappointed fashion by a phone waiting for some edible room service because of my ridiculous bloody diet. Why, I thought they'd cater for that there. It's the playground of the rich. So I see Sean Penn. Listen, right, here's some famous people things that have happened. I see Sean Penn. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it was him? Yeah, you... the producer of the film knows him and went over and spoke to him. I think you flew past on Casper and went, that's Sean Penn! Casper! Oh, you don't <laughs> care! <laughs> <laughs> you don't care about nothing no more, Casper. Stop eating that grass. <laughs> Respect me. Respect me. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely was Sean Penn, and he was accompanied by what I can only describe as burly thugs. Really? Great big burly thugs he had with him. Maybe he's going to be your holiday enemy, and you're going to get roughed up and kick sand in your face <laughs> for his thugs. Oh no! I can't have Sean Penn as an holiday enemy. He'd be a very good holiday Jeez, enemy. I don't no. like that when you have to have an enemy on holiday. Mostly, I'm looking at the entire <laughs> American nation as me. No, Russell, not, they've I just like given it. you a visa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I went. Um, yeah, yeah. Come on, right? I see Sean Penn. He's muscly and burly. He very. And then when I was coming through like customs, I see uh, Katie Price, aka Jordan, and Peter on. Andre. I love Peter Andre, I do. Yeah, I know you do. 
he's gentle. All oh, right, mate. Oh, it's nice to see you again. Because remember, he came on that TV show we'd done, and I kissed him. Oh yeah. Yeah, he remembers it. Fondly. Is he recovered? Well, n not is he, from is he the going on STDs I passed to him. <laughs> <laughs> he actually was travelling to a hospice <laughs> to live out his last few years <laughs> in comfort. He was a poor, withered stick of a man. Oh, Stood dear. there at the airport. <laughs> no, he looked very well. He looked ever so well. Uh, Katie Price, she's all proper pregged up. She looked all right. Yeah. Yeah. She oh, wearing. Nice I saw a picture pregnant. of her the other day, dressed in bright yellow canary outfit. That was her. I tell you what, though, right, coming through the airport, you know, you know what keeps happening is my fame. It's gone out the window. This fame out here. No, like, it's, it, perhaps it's a humbling lesson, because like, uh, perhaps the Almighty sent me as a lesson, because like, yeah, see, like, they they were in the airport, so obviously when they arrived, you know, there's like loads of paparazzi. The paparazzi weren't interested in old Russ. Weren't they? The, the few little flashbulbs went off like indoor fireworks, just half-eyed <laughs> little things fizzling about near me, and then it was like Fourth of July when they arrived. How do you think it feels to be me getting through life? Actually, I prefer it. I'd hate to have all that. I don't know how you do <laughs> Why did you just start that sentence then? Huh? Why did you just start that sentence going, How do you think it feels to be me? Well, imagine being me and no one even caring, not even the lady at the desk who <laughs> I am. Yeah, here's some other things that have happened to me. Actually, I don't mind it. It's all right. It just means I've got to work much harder. Because, as you know, the only reason I'm bothering to get famous is for the glorious revolution, for the good of man, so we can bring about a utopian society. That and the sex. <laughs> oh, yeah, the sex, of course, has always so been hang on. The women, the women fancy you because you're handsome, They bloke. couldn't give a monkeys, mate. They <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to get over <laughs> there. <laughs> I can't wait to get over what? there and stand next what to... What a level playing field. Yeah, Don't see... Who'd win, hands down, without you going, <laughs> yeah, OK, I'll post your photo with you. How old are you? Great, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Is that your mum over there? No, good, right, let's go! I've got a hotel room. You've probably never been in a hotel room. Woohoo! Look, that's a mini bar. That's a bathroom. Take your clothes off. Give me a cuddle. Get out! <laughs> I resent the implication that I've exploited fame in any way. It's oh, no, nothing sorry. but a journey to build. All for the revolution. For the revolution. Vive la revolution. Revolution. Okay, so Matt Morgan's there in Tim Westwood's studio. Just to prove that, Matt, why don't you make some ridiculous, not oh, ridiculous, uh, good Westwood noises? Every time, like, it's good. It's when novel. you demand Hawaii noises, ones. we have to reprogram everything. And when you demand Westwood's noises, we have to. Do... <laughs> I'm very lonely. The least you can do is a series of noises. Okay, to shut up. Me. That was the Coral. What was that record called, Matthew? Dreaming of you. Dreaming of you. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio Two, eighty-eight to ninety-one. FM, unless you've got digital radio, in which case I think you just press a button. But do people need 88 to 91 FM nowadays? Yeah, but not if you're on digital. Why? Who? It searches for it. Who? Sailors? No, people, you need it still. You'd still, even what, though it's so auto tuning, what? you need to know that you've got the right thing, don't you? This would just say radio too. Also, why is there still a shipping forecast? Well, what do you think people on ships need? Well, can't they just have it privately? Just tell each other or something? <laughs> no, because they need to access it from wherever they are. So if they lose connection. Mm. I don't know. Why are you asking me? Oh, you've changed since you went to Hawaii. You're taking a sideways glance at things. <laughs> hey, why do we need hey, a shipping what, forecast? What's the deal with a shipping forecast? You turned into Jerry Seinfeld over there. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> hey, Hank, I was just saying to my buddy Matt, why do we need a shipping <laughs> forecast? <laughs> 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 <laugh
Okay, um, right, so listen to this radio show, everyone. Please download them podcasts and also send in a lot of emails because it's really important because I need them now because I'm, <laughs> I'm so lonely. Why don't <laughs> send me emails? You were saying you miss British newspapers. Yeah, I miss British newspapers a lot. I've missed, like, you know, like things that I think that, you know, like sometimes like the sun, for example, you think, oh, the sun, it's a bit mad, isn't it? But when you can't have the sun, it's awful. And the, the Guardian with its lefty liberalism, the sun with its, well, I don't know what their political stance is really anymore, but the sun, you know, with its sort of ballsy, baldy, all right, core, blimey, current bun attitude. I miss those kind of things. I miss football coverage. It's like mad things have been happening. West Ham have won three times on the trot, you know. I need, do you know, I just really, like, you don't, obviously, if you're contextualised in England, you don't recognise your Englishness. It's only when you sort of put yourself out mm. here in the Pacific Ocean that you start, like, I start to realise I'm a kind of trundling Alan Bennett of a man who just wants to sip tea from a fine bone china and pet my cat and don't even read drink the evening tea. standard. I know, but I mean, oh, oh, green tea or whatever it is I have now. Heroin, I can't remember. Just, I, I just would you, like it in a china cup. I think you need those. You, you need the British papers over there so you can get a picture of you in them and go, Look, that's me, see? That's who I am. <laughs> now, come on, get up to the room, pose for a photo with me and fancy me now. Sweet. I'm in the sun. Fancy me. I'm in the Metro, a London newspaper, free, it is. You yeah, the, there, the Metro's kind of a big deal. Good, we'll read it to you in a minute. But the Metro's pretty important to uh, London culture. It's pretty much uh, like variety is over here or the Enquirer. It's, 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 it's a linchpin. Go on, read us a bit of what it says about old Russ in the Metro today. Well, it's, it's from the letters page. And it says, mm, uh, yeah, well, that, that'll do. That'll do for now. It's a bit of fame. <laughs> I, I, I won't quibble with it. It's, it's not the front page, I'm afraid. It's uh, number 18, no. which is uh, lucky for some. <laughs> I'm surprised that the 12 complaints <laughs> about the Walker's comic relief advert Metro Tuesday weren't about the presence of Russell Brand. Uh, it's not a positive piece, sorry, uh, but I've started now. <laughs> a man you who's made that clear. <laughs> a man who seems to have been sporting the same pair of ill-fitting leather trousers since his act began. One can only imagine the stench coming from them being somewhat akin to a yeast factory, and surely a worse example to our youth than a pair of fake plastic ears. Right. Yeast isn't made in factories. It grows naturally on a windowsill or in a Tupperware dish. I have not got any leather trousers, and the trousers that I do have, I've got endless pairs of skin-tight black jeans, such as great men like as Einstein have done. I have replicant pairs. So who is this person in the metro? Because I imagine it's quite a big deal, is it? Quite a big storm's blown up around that. I imagine there's protests on the streets, is well, there? Is. My fans out there. God bless Russell Brand <laughs> fansite.com. I don't know what I'd do without that. That's my only little highway to fame nowadays. Go on. So uh, there's probably quite a lot of scandal about this letter, is there, Matthew? Well, there's been, you know, obviously some looting across uh, North London. I'm not sure that... It's probably... Uh, I, shall, I shall show that letter to the fellow members of the cast and say, perhaps you'll remember the Rodney King riots. Well, <laughs> London's pretty much like that now <laughs> as a result of this letter. It's from... Shall I say his name? Yeah. Put out him. It's Nick Bruzon. Get out him. Nick, name and shame him. Nick Bruzon. He's Essex. Essex born and bred like you, mate. They're turning against Essex. their own. Why are you turning on your Essex brethren? Because I've fought my way out of the... Yeah, and I don't use this word lightly. We're in Tim Westwood studio after all. Ghetto. I fought <laughs> my way out of the ghetto. And you haters, you bloody haters, you just want to drag me back down. You haven't got leather trousers, have you? I don't even have leather trousers. Matt, do a Westwood sound effect while I 
cuss him off or whatever it is I do. Right, let that be a lesson to you, Nick Bruce, or whatever you're called. <laughs> there, do you see? That's, that's where I'm coming from. Your bloody cheek you've got, sunshine. Yeah, so um, whilst swanning around uh, in Los Angeles, well, not swanning actually, while meandering around in Los Angeles like an alien, I'm a legal alien. Matt, you, Matt Morgan no, used to think that was. I'm an alien, I'm a little alien, I'm an Englishman in New York. <laughs> Matt thought that was a song <laughs> about a little alien who had somehow infiltrated <laughs> New York culture. So while I was uh, wandering around in Los Angeles, I um yeah, I, I met I met Robbie Williams. He's nice. Yeah, is he so he's out of rehab. He's out of rehab. He's, he's a fiddle. I met him like I was out. I went out for, for dinner with this uh, executive from Universal and Courtney Love and some other people at this place called Chateau Marmont. That's where I stayed before. <laughs> yeah, man, this whole show has just been Russell Brand dropping names. I met Jordan and Peter. <laughs> and West were dropping bombs, guy. <laughs> I went there and I was with Courtney Love. It was very nice lady. She's been on our radio show. She's a friend of the show, isn't she? Yep. So, Robbie, <laughs> I just met is Yep. It was mad, right? Because he just goes, uh... All right, like I was walking through the Chateau Marmont Hotel, which is this old hotel where they charge you a lot for the rooms just on the off chance that while you're sitting thinking, hang on, this room's costing me a fortune, they might cross your mind that Humphrey Bogart interfered for himself on the settee or Marilyn Monroe had a wee in the shower. So I think, oh, right, jack up the prices. I was wandering through that hotel lobby and uh, I see Robbie, hang Mr. G, make a note of that for <laughs> Lobby, Robbie. <laughs> How about that? Um, and like, uh, he goes, all right, mate, like that, in a sort of dead, sort of friendly way, that sort of like that, sort of, because you know you can have instant intimacy through uh, through celebrity, because like, he'll have seen me on telly, obviously I'm aware of Robbie Williams for a, a decade or more. Well, and of course we both him? have the... Oh, <laughs> no. Only in the way that it's sort of, you know, sort of, let people hate popular culture. No, he's really, really sweet. But the thing is, with Noel Gallagher is, of course, uh, a stalwart, a bulwark, a, a fulcrum of our show, ain't he? So I wonder if we, because like Brett, we could probably get Robbie Williams to come on our show as a guest now. Oh, what? Because he's out there. Think no, he was in LA though, wasn't he? Not in Hawaii. He was in he was in Los Angeles, but I reckon we could make him do a phone call. Let's get uh, yeah right in time for next week. Send us texts and emails, letting us know the, whether or not we should get Robbie Williams on and risk her in Noel Gallagher's feelings because Noel is actually an incredibly sensitive man, isn't he? He is. He's lovely. Hey Russell, we got to have some news he in a minute. Like now, in fact. Have we? <laughs> Russell. <laughs> right. Okay. So, well, do you want to have some news now? Then is that what you're telling me? Why not? Eh? Not a bit of news. Because remember, it's not a I am doing this like you might. <laughs> I do, I do, I could, I could do with a little bit of news. I'd love to know all the ills going on out there in the world. <laughs> oh, God, I'll have a bit of elevensies and a little bit of news. <laughs> and Mr. Kipling's slice of news. Um, I'll tell you what, right, uh, bear in mind that this show is, from my perspective, it's coming from a shack on a beach, very much like the love shack, but just without any love in it, just sort of staggering drunk Hawaiians. And Matt Morgan's in Tim Westwood's studio. I think it's going quite well. But remember, we're making this for you, the listener. Now, download our podcast, uh, send us, a, send us uh, emails, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk, and also leave your phone numbers on in case we want to ring you up and, uh, and add another person to this one and a half second delayed madness. But for now, we're going to have a little bit of a show called The Old Newsy Poos.
with the delectable Andrea Simmons. 88 to 91 FM, this is Radio 2 from the BBC. Stop eating. The concrete can't hurry love. This is Russell Brand on Radio 2. Matt's there in Tim Westwood's studio. Are you right, Matt? No, you've been bossy all the way through that song. <laughs> Automat's cab <laughs> afterwards. This is wasting my time. <laughs> I've gone mad with him. I pay for those cabs. No, you don't pay for my cabs. <laughs> I do. I pay with hard-earned dollars. I'm... <laughs> Clutching dollars in my fists now, let me tell you. Okay, so listen, it's going to be a wonderful hour. We're going to phone up Tim Westwood, see if he's up yet, because um, we're pre-recording this. It's early in the morning UK time, middle of the night at wine time. It's bonkers. It's like back to the future, the way we're making this. We'll see if Tim Westwood's up. We'll see what Tim Westwood's personality is like early in the day. Matt was uh, postulating earlier during the news while also faffing around ordering cab that perhaps for the first three or four hours of the day, Tim Westwood has an entirely different personality. What would that be like? I imagine he wakes up straight away to tell you the truth and starts, I don't know, firing off glocks and doing stuff with hoes, I believe is how he conducts himself. Got some emails here from you, and thank God I've got emails. Send more emails, right, because remember, I'm out in Hawaii, I'm going stir-crazy, I need English things. What are the things you like most about glorious... And Britain, in fact, Britain, Jesus Christ, what am I doing? Yeah, Britain, and like all th things that, you know, our home BBC-type culture. Tell us things that you like about that, right, because uh, it's good to reach out to me in my paradise prison, out here, where I'm once more a nobody, and ignominious and, and uh, you know, notorious to nobody. We've got um, an email here, just getting back in touch with what was going on in Blighty before I went out there. The, the, one of the key things that we were concerned about was Christoph, the goldfish that we rescued from a hellish life in Birmingham. That's not to indicate <clears throat> that that's the only type of life available in Birmingham. What wouldn't I give now for a few moments round Spaghetti Junction? A wander through the ball ring. Crikey, I should, I should give up a digit. Right, so here's um, an email, though, about Christoph, who we rescued from there. Um, we left at the studio that we typically use. You know, obviously today, Matt's in Tim West studio. Could you demonstrate that in some way, Matt? Um, yes. You just bear with me. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's it. But typically we're in Wogan's studio. Could you demonstrate that for us in some way, Matt? Um... Remix. 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 Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hello there. Oh, Poland. You're a load of shite at Eurovision Song Contests. So, yeah, here's an email from uh, Maria in Buxton. She says, I was a bit worried on Monday morning as I was listening to Sarah Co Kennedy at about 6.15am and she was saying she was in Wogan's studio and normally they had fantastic cleaners coming. She said the studio was a right mess and there were overflowing cups of coffee and old sausage rolls lying about. She then said it was either Russell Brand or Michael Parkinson. Now, we know it must have been Parky, as uh, we know old Russ, good to use the correct term for me, is a vegetarian and don't drink caffeine. But what she was really concerned about was that there was no mention of Christoph. Furthermore, I know that Christoph was in a Tupperware box and potentially could be mixed up with the sausage rolls. Can you please tell us about the fate of Christoph? What on earth is going on? All right, so there's one email about Christoph there. Matt was earlier telling me that he was in an aquarium, but that, for me, to me, sounds quite frankly like...
like a lie. I spoke to Leslie Douglas, who's the controller of Radio 2. She told me that she had uh, kept Christoph in her office for a brief while, but had grown tired of him as he did very little to make her feel powerful. So is, uh, is, he, is, he now in, is he now in an email? Because look at this. This is the most terrifying email from someone calling himself New Boss. He said that he... Look, I was listening to Wogan the other day, and I was horrified to hear that live on air, Terry Wogan plunge his genitals into Christoph's receptacle and pretend that he, his genitalia were one of the gentle herbivores of the sea, a manatee, commonly known as the sea cow. He then began to swish his ghoulies through the leaves that Christoph uses as shelter. I bet it, Wogan won't include that in his podcast, but it actually happened. No doubt this won't get read out as Wogan is untouchable within the BBC. Well, we've read it out, we've exposed Wogan as the genital wagging loon that he clearly is. If you've got views, why don't you email me at russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Is that my email address, Mikey? Say it again. at bbc.co.uk. What are you doing now? Booking another cab or something? Yeah, that's correct. The email address. Is yes. it russell.brand at bbc.co.uk? Yes. What's yes. wrong with him? Yes. You Crikey. are worse that you're over there. You're shouting orders out. Crikey. That's because I've got no power out I here. I just stand in the ocean bossing that, around the crabs uh, earlier today just so I had someone to tell something to do. <laughs> An eccentric major <laughs> on field telephone. Troops, advance, do this, do that. <laughs> Safely in your holiday heaven. Here's us on the front line. <laughs> Lions led by donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you bring up that World War One propaganda. I'm stuck here in my love shack, fameless and alone. Why are you worried about losing your fame? That doesn't matter. You always go uh, about things being be... transient and Buddhism, and there you are over there, going, I'm Russell Brand, big mouth, hello, Harry <laughs> Krishna, why's no one love me? Here, I was on the enemy awards once, and me and Bob Geldof had a spat, did you see it? <laughs> Bob, it who? was quite the thing for a while. Is someone Did looking for you? Have you escaped from somewhere? <laughs> do you need a little cuddle? <laughs> yes, I do need a cuddle. Come up to my hotel. <laughs> I'm a man. I don't care anymore. Get your knickers off. These aren't knickers, sir. Have you Kiss me. Have you, is there coconuts growing? Have you seen anything like that? What do you have coconuts for? You're trying to make me go mad. No, yeah, there's <laughs> coconuts everywhere. So all I do is I've, I've made them into friends like that poor Tom Hanks fella that I cast away. Yeah, so what the Oh, look at this. All right, there's somebody inquiring about uh, the Vibrosock, but actually the, the Vibrosock, Matt's feeble invention, uh, we've abandoned a little bit. Well, um, you invented I, something, didn't you? Well, I, it was poo-pooed widely by you yeah. and other people, and I just gave up. Well, they all laughed at Christopher Columbus when he said the world was round, Matt, but, you know, who had the last laugh? However, I think the Vibrosock will not become... Uh, I don't know if you're the new Thomas Edison. I think the, the Vibrosock is essentially a waste of everybody's time. I think if you had a Vibrosock out there, you'd be happy as Larry, mate. If I had that Vibrosock, I'd be showing it endless photographs of me with my, with my conquests. <laughs> trying to get it to be impressed by me. Here we go. This is from Celia. Hello, guys. I was just downloading my podcast thingy, and I noticed how The Apprentice has overtaken you on the iTunes number one podcast. This means you can't do the ice cream van thing anymore. The other reason we can't do that, of course, is because the administration at Radio 2 has no love for our show. Yeah, I think we've been in Tim Westwood's studio for five seconds, and I'm already streaking street. They ain't got no love for us. They've got no respect for us at Radio 2 if we don't get our ice cream van.
that, we're going to be dropping some pretty big bombs. Do a bomb, Matthew. Do a bomb. Um, hello, wait there. Hello, London. Here's a bomb. Remix <laughs> <laughs> You're so tentative and nervous about them bloody bombs. It's like they really are Semtex. For heaven's sake, there's no damage done. It's just a sound. It could be just a balloon popping. Don't be so bloody tentative about scared, the old man. thing. It just takes me a while to bring up the fader. We're not all Westwoods, <laughs> you know. I live life at a slower pace. Okay, so we will be talking to Tim Westwood a little bit, and also you'll get a rare treat when we listen to a uh, pre-recorded Noel Gallagher phone call, the story of which we will tell you about after this track. Are we listening to Oliver's Army by Elvis Costello now? I think so. Ah, oh, there we are. It's about Oliver Cromwell, ain't it? Um, yes, and the roundheads. Yeah, let's just say it is. I don't know. Put me on the spot you think like it's that. The theme tune of Jamie's <laughs> Kitchen Nightmares or something, don't you? Come and put it on. Remix. Elvis Costello, Oliver's Army. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2 from Hawaii. Do that Hawaii thing, Matt. I know you're in the Tim Westwood sound effect bin, so it'll take about half hour. I am now here in a studio in Hawaii in the next... What is that? Is it really... Someone should have, uh, I think, cut that bit off that's like got nothing to do with Hawaii or Hawaii Five O. There's that really long bit that's not really associated with anything in our collective cultural memory. So in, in the next booth, right, there's some Hawaiian gentlemen doing their Hawaiian radio show. I think it's the Hawaiian equivalent of uh, me and Matt Morgan, as a matter of fact. They're in there having the time of their lives, they really? are. Stop saying Hawaiian. It's, t it's started to not mean anything. Hawaiian, Hawaiian. What ain't? It's a noise now. Yeah, I know. Well, say your own name enough times, mate. Because that's what I've been doing. It's the only way I hear <laughs> out here in this fameless <laughs> desert <laughs> I'm living in. <laughs> so, yeah, Paul in Essex has, has sent an email. I listen to your podcast on the train and have embarrassed myself on several occasions by trying to stop myself laughing and one terrible <laughs> occasion, masturbating. <laughs> well, Paul, we can't be held responsible for that. That's not something we would encourage. And making strange grunty noises with my nose. I can deal with it because I get on different carriages, so there's no chance of seeing the same people twice. Hold on a minute. People don't always get in the same carriages oh, on trains anyway, Paul. Oh, no. He thinks they're the same people. Well, every time he gets on the train, those people live on the train. They don't live there, dear. They're like you. They're just commuters. And that's not like a sort of a robot which you can order pornography off of. It's a person going to work in London. Anyway, today, says Paul, I was listening to your latest download on a way to a meeting. Well, you know, don't also listen to The Apprentice, because then it's cancelling itself out. Just listen to ours. We've got to get The Apprentice off the number one spot. Go and download it. Nick other people's iPods. No, don't do that. But do download Download as many one. I don't know how it works actually. Did I'll be honest with you. I've never. <laughs> well, that's why you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be missing British papers if you knew how to use the internet because they're all online. It's not the same, Matthew. You can't cuddle it like you can in newspaper. You can't eat English fish and chips. You don't get the dirty print on your fingers, do you? You can't. There's not all the. It's just not got the same finesse about it. A Sudoku ain't the same. A crossword ain't the same. Mystic Meg don't appear the same when she's on the computer screen. Although you can get her fused onto a naked body, which I suppose is an advantage. But other than that, the, the whole thing doesn't work. Here, come. Let's get back to Paul's email. Let's prioritise the listener here. Anyway, I was listening to your uh, latest down. Download, uh, where you were talking about Liam Gallagher's cashew-like thumbs. <laughs> uh, he says, I doubt I'll ever get close enough to check them for real, 
but uh, when I got to my, a meeting that I was about to attend, uh, the nibbles were laid around the room and they did have cashews there. I almost did another one of my grunty snorts that I do on the train, but I managed to compose myself and I felt disappointed because I couldn't share my amusement with anyone else. You could have shared your amusement, Paul. You could have said, download Russell Brown's podcast. Then you could have said, oh, The Apprentice, I think that it innately is supportive of ideas like international hatred, prejudice, um, and a hierarchical system and a sort of a feudal system that enhances poverty. You could have said that. You could have done our podcast, Power of Good, and you could have brought The Apprentice down a, a peg or two. Russell now, come Brand, on. Uh, have you uh, anyway, up any ad- dialogue out there? Any words? Yeah. What? Uh, aloha. <laughs> and something like and what does that mean? <laughs> I think it means... <laughs> you got to just put I on the end of things. <laughs> then there's goodbye <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, please come back to my roomie. I'm famous in england <laughs> I'll go on, for God's sake, take pity on me. So, uh, yeah, listen, Paul's talking about something important here. Let's forget me feeling momentarily insecure because I'm not famous in Hawaii. This is something that we can amend over time. And as you said, Matt, yes, all life is transient and meaningless and fleeting. So that's why I'm trying to get famous to bring about awareness of those ideas and get the occasional cuddle while I'm at it. But listen, just some of the goodness, Matthew, that we've bought is extolled in Paul from Essex's email. Look, he said, uh, you've done a lot of good in the world. Oh, thanks for saying that, Paul. Like your stick your finger up your bum campaign because my dad has prostate cancer. And he said that it's good the way you're raising awareness, although he did say that he didn't think that you should check other people's prostate as you recommended. But nonetheless, you're doing good work. So there you are, see? We've been raising awareness of prostate cancer. Okay, so um, in a minute, why don't we have a... You lot, send us bloody emails. It's really important. Russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Send us your phone numbers. Send us stuff about England. Remind us of things. Make me feel important and special. Don't uh, feel inclined to be nice to Matt, because um, Noel Gallagher, in this uh, recent chat that we had on the phone, made the mistake of praising Matt, and it's meant that this phone call is now going to be included in our radio show. Uh, last week we did pre-record a couple of shows. In fact, we recorded so many shows, but by the time that we did the last one, nothing had happened to delirious. us. Nothing had happened topically in the world. It, we were delirious with tiredness. We were just two men bellowing into a microphone. We were confused and disoriented. Mr. G wrote a poem. It was uh. just like a stunted haku. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was one of the. That was the. That was Don't the Hawaiian Aussies in the next Red. studio. Mr. G. <laughs> <laughs> that was the. Whole Lions! The old lions done it! Yeah, hold on, listen to this Godzilla emerging from the sea. Huh? What about that then? Oh, that's. Special effects, Tim Westwood letting off bombs, have a listen to that. So, um, coming up, we will be listening to uh, Noel Gallagher having a bit of a chat with us, because what we deliberately did is, we knowing that Noel Gallagher likes shouting his mouth off, we led him into controversial areas. Oh, Noel Gallagher, well, I wouldn't give for a chat with him now to hear his Mancunian tones, to feel important and special again. So we've got this pre-recorded chat with Noel, uh, have a listen to that after this track. It's Noel talking about controversial subjects ranging from making the whole of Isle of Wight a 
prison right the way through to the Elgin Marbles. Also, we're going to try and get Tim Westwood on the show, and if we can't get him, we'll just leave a weird message on his answer phone, pressing all of his buttons. That'll wind him up, won't it? Let's definitely do that. Okay, but before any of that, what, what should we listen to, Matthew? It's Jane's Addiction being caught stealing. Okay, let's listen to Jane's Addiction, then we will listen to a pre-recorded conversation, because this was the only good thing. The whole rest of the radio show that we recorded was absolute rubbish, because we were all delirious and tired, but Noel Gallagher... Although drunk, remained witty, <laughs> British and true. So, uh, yeah, let's listen to Jane's Addiction, then we'll listen to a pre-recorded chat with Noel Gallagher. Send us your emails, for heaven's sake, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Here's Jane's Addiction. <laughs> right, OK, uh, Noel Gallagher's here on the phone. You are right, Noel? Yeah. <laughs> I like that text message you sent me when, I'm having my dinner now, can you rig me in an hour? Like, you see, it was like a text message from a 12-year-old, which I've never received, because by the time I had a mobile phone, it would have been unacceptable to text a 12-year-old. That's why I've not had any. That's why I imagine that they're like. <laughs> so, Noel, did you have a nice tea? Yes. Good. It's it nice, very nice. Nice to talk to your mother in the last show. She seems like a lovely lady. She is a lovely lady, but everybody's mums are lovely, aren't they? Um, well, let's think about it. There's probably sort of like... Maybe not the West children. Rose West. <laughs> there it is. There's the first headline. That's Did you get on with your mum? She was, she, she had ups and downs, really. I mean, it wasn't, it certainly wasn't a bed of roses, and when it was, that wasn't that great. Oh, oh come on. Hey. Rosie, they're all right, they're cooking on an eight out of ten, most of them. Oh, oh dear, come on now. Now, actually, um, no, it's, I'm glad you're on the phone, and you're in that sort of mood, because what we want to talk to you about is controversial things, because, uh, like, I thought, why not use you as a resource to generate headlines and just to fill time, really? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> like we've just got a few topics with like your berserk views on. Uh, Noel, do you think the Elgin marbles should be returned to Greece? Right. Uh, <laughs> they're them marbles in the British Museum. I ain't actually looked at them, but I think they belong to Greece and I'll we nicked them. The British Museum was they nicked on the wall. Yeah, we nicked yeah. them during some sort of campaign or another. Um, I just thought if you're going to start returning that kind of malarkey, the British museums would empty quite quickly. Yeah, they would. True. Seems though we plundered most of the world. We did. Sensible we all, liberal. We had all the machine guns and nobody had now, you see. So I don't, I don't know whether it's set a president or not. <laughs> it might set a president for returning other things like, you know, all Egyptian treasures. Well, I mean, you've got, you got, you got any of the British museums and you think that didn't come from here. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that was not made in Croydon. No. Do you go to a museum sometimes? Uh, I've been to, I've been to drag my daughter around, uh, the old museum or two. Just let, let her walk at her own pace now. <laughs> the well, truth. I, I, I kind of just find the nearest chair and go, go and sort yourself out and give me a shout when you finish. <laughs> Imagine seeing Noel uh, ch on a chair in a museum, I'd think, blimey. This is a good museum. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought the music of Oasis was still relevant. It's quite cruel, really, <laughs> to, to, to have him as an exhibit. Okay, so that's the uh, Elgin Marbles. What about Maori land rights and also the land rights of other indigenous people? people in countries like uh, America and Australia and that, should they just basically stop going on about it? No, I hope you are not doing anything <laughs> <laughs> unusual <laughs> while we're talking. It's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one, but um, I, I, it's probably too far gone now, isn't it, to start you know, with the uh, American Indians and that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, what, so there's no sense. There's probably... 
I'd say there's a lot of water under the bridge since then. A lot of water. You'd like to help them, but you've got your reservations, which is more than they've got. Hey, hey. come on, I'm tired. Hey. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been is tough. Is that one from your act? <laughs> I'll be using that, yes. I'm, I'm going to build an hour around that. That's, that's quite a cheeky joke. Ask for the Maoris. Any, any, no, ask for the Maoris. Anybody, um, I don't know. They've got rugby players, the Maoris, haven't they? I, f no, don't, I don't think so, mate. I think they've just nicked that dance, the New Zealand folk. The hacker? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done that many an occasion. I've fueled by Guinness. I'll have you know, but... Have you? You get yourself all worked up on Guinness? Particularly when I'm trying to seduce my missus, yeah. Really? Do you do that naked? I do the hacker? Yeah. Yes. You shouldn't have to seduce your own missus. That's the point. What's the point well, of having a missus? That's what I keep saying to her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you've misunderstood this arrangement. <laughs> For Christ's sake, just carry on with the washing up and let me finish. <laughs> yeah, don't mind me. I'll be done in a minute. <laughs> This will be over. The more you talk, I, frankly, it puts me off and it's yeah. slowing the whole process the more, down. The more you struggle, the worse it'll be for you. <laughs> oh, oh, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Roseworth, we've had that mentioned. Lovely stuff. Okay, should the Isle of Wight be made sort of into a prison island? Yes, that would be brilliant. Good, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant. With a fence around it. Um... I would, uh, no, you wouldn't have to, man. I, I, I assume it just doesn't slope down into very sandy beaches. It must be cliffs. Yeah, and it'd be a long yeah. way to swim. Only David Walliams would really better make it back to the mainland, <laughs> and I can't imagine what he'd be banged up for. Yeah. He's a clean-living sort of a fella. Yeah, I'd do that, and I'd still have the festival there every year as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I did lunacy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God! Yeah. No! <laughs> would you play it? If, would you be happy to play the Isle of Wight Festival? Yeah, if you like any festival, Russell, if the money was right. <laughs> the boys are there. But the front row's murderers. Hey, you know, the toilets are awful, but you've got to make an effort in these situations. Well, I've never done Johnny Cash now. No, no, no. He, he likes it. You know, in uh, that when he does like in San Quentin, he sings that San Quentin song, San Quentin I every interview. The the uh, the prisoners cheer at arbitrary points. Well, the like, thing is about that. Well, I've always I've always had a problem with that. It's like he got he got great kudos for going playing for rapists and murderers. I don't see what's cool about that. Hmm. You know what I mean? When you see bands like going, yeah, man, we're gonna, you know, Billy Bragg and his mates at the Enemy Awards going on about. Uh, you know, buy guitars for the people. But why? They've committed a crime, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, because you know perhaps I mean? social like, conditions is what led to them committing those crimes, so in a way we're all socially culpable. Yeah, well, uh, we all say that, don't we? Well, no, not you. You say things like bang them up on the Isle of Wight. Your bonkers views. Yeah, and then give me a quarter of a million pounds, I'll go and play for them. Sounds nice. Mm. Yeah. Would you would you do uh, Strange Ways then if Johnny Cash has done San Quentin? No. <laughs> Wait for the law abiding citizens, man. What are you talking about? Fair enough. Fair I don't enough. know, we saw if somebody it, if somebody's wantonly and willfully robbed somebody's push bike and they're put inside for it. Throw away the key, man. <laughs> push bike? Well, for a push by that seems a bit harsh. Also, no, I think you would lose about 50% of your audience if you start applying those kind of rules. I, the Oasis audience get an absolutely bad rap, man. People think they're a bunch of yobbles, but there's not. There's some discerning punters in there. I had to compare that gig, right? Raising when you very kindly, oh, thank okay. you. Okay, let, let, let's just give a brief outline of what the gig was for. Raising, <laughs> right. raising money, money for... for people who've got your own crack. <laughs> That's yeah, right. right. So you draw your own conclusions from that, thank you very much. Fair enough, fair right. enough. Armed police, should the police be armed, No. I've got to say, right, yeah. I was, I've just come back from Russia a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. And we were, and we were taking, um, we were uh, doing some photos in Red Square, right? Yeah. And these guys just appeared out of nowhere in black leather jackets, sunglasses, right? And I had uh, my two security guards with me, and my colours all over and said, 
what are you doing taking pictures of my security card? I said to them, oh, hang on a minute, we're with him. And they just looked at him and said, are you armed? And they went, no, of course not. And they went, right, well, you can do one then for starters, because we are. Bloody so hell. I, but my point is, I think, I think it'd be like... What is this happening to you? Why is it happening? Because you're not allowed to take, um, um, you're not allowed to do video cameras in Red Square, because they thought, well, anyway, they thought we was being wrong-uns. Right, okay, right. and they come down pretty hard in that situation. Yeah, and they were talking into their wrists and all that malarkey, and then they kind of they kind of took us all to one side and photographed our passports and let us go then. But I quite like that. They should have that on Oxford Street. You like having that sort of... Well, just like, you know, going up to Torres, going, yeah, you, come here, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Who are you? Do one. <laughs> Your like mank that, police patrol in the streets. Yeah, man, totally. You, yeah. you in the hood, come here. Where have you been? Well, we'll go back there. That's, that kind of thing. That's probably what it was like in the Third Reich, Mel. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you watched the videos? Do you dress up as a Nazi? I watched the History Channel, Russell. I know what it was like in the Third Reich. Yeah? God, well, I think it was probably a little bit like that with lesser no, deeds. a bit like that at all. No, go on. I mean, of course, we know about the, the awful genocide and that, but, I mean, it was certainly an authoritarian state. So, in a way, if I was writing for the Star this week, I would feel free to write, Noel Gallagher endorses the policies of Hitler. That, that's, the, that's the headline I'd be looking to write. And, and all, in other news, he thinks Rose West is all right. Brilliant. Well, OK, well, when is this going out? Because my lawyer will be very interested. <laughs> Come on, let's not get into a legal wrangle. No, let's get into a legal wrangle. No. Can't afford a legal uh, wrangle. Oh, uh, let's take some of the hard-earned cash off you immediately. <laughs> so if you're listening from the Daily Star, bring it on. <laughs> nice one. Okay, and uh, finally, in Noel Gallagher's controversial corner, marrying animals. Is marrying animals all right? Well, actually, entering into the institution of matrimony with a ma with an animal. Yeah, that's right. Enter the institution of matrimony with that an animal, is and also mental. and people that do it who are not Americans. Should also be put on the Isle of Wight. They should all go to the Isle of Wight prison <laughs> who island. Does, who does things like that? People do it, mate. People they're, be like, yeah, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they're <laughs> absolute idiots. Right, but yeah, for marry if you want to marry an animal or no. kiss it or cuddle it too hard. That's ridiculous. How would the animal how would the animal signify that it was willing to enter into this thing with when the priest say, "Do you take your owner here?" Just raises its paw. Oh. <laughs> Like that. Yeah. If it was a fish, we got a fish here, Christoph the fish, and uh, tell the truth, I think it should. We're thinking of getting it a fish girlfriend, but I don't know if it, we're ever going to marry him in I any just, proper I way. Tell the male from the female of the fish girl. Well, I just find that I prefer having sex with the female. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know. No, actually, yeah, there's no way of knowing. But so just you, so, I, so you've given that fish a male's name. Yeah. Mm. That's well, it's not going to grow up odd, is it? What should we call it then? Something, uh, something sexually neutral. What should Something ambiguous. No. Ambiguous. No. Leslie. That's call not it Leslie. ambiguous. Leslie. Uh, and uh, Leslie Douglas, the controller of uh, Radio you know, Two. You know. You know. Um. Oh, you know. On the last couple of shows, you know, when I was drunk. Yeah. We called that guy, didn't we? From that. Um. Yeah, Duncan Bannatyne. You called him up and sang a proclaimer song down his phone. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I you was did. So drunk, you know. Yeah, you were drunk. You went. Oh, but. Pay five hundred grand. What, what, what were we doing that for? Has he, has he, has he, has he antagonised you? <laughs> because he, what happened was he sacked his PR man about a month ago for uh, a slander. Like his PR man let me take the uh, do an impression of him on the air, so he sacked his PR man. Then it was in all the papers. Then the next week we got the PR man and Bannatine on air, and they argued it out. It's been it's been bonkers. But Bannatine's really into you now. He's, oh. 
Yeah, he's interested in your milk. You said you wanted to get a milk bottle and fly it to the moon. A milk that was your... fly to the moon. Yeah, that was your invention. Really? As a matter of fact, and Bannatine's pretty keen. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, he's well up for it. <laughs> oh dear. Who is he anyway? He's like one of the dragons. Then he's the like he's like a, a sort of a curmudgeonly sort of Scottish oh, no, gentleman. Right, yeah, I kind of I kind of recall vaguely going through this now with you. Also, you called him an idiot, which is a bit out of order, seeing as you don't know who he is. And Jonathan Ross called him a, a dour Scottish C word. So oh. you know he's tolerate. He's had a little bit of abuse off this program, old Bannatine. Yeah, but he'll know the score. He seems like he's got a sense of humour, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, he'll bounce back. He'll bounce back. <laughs> he could play Scrooge in, a, in the Muppets Christmas Carol. He's got a lovely, <laughs> craggy face like an Easter Island statue. He's fit as a fiddle. I'd like to see him in a little negligee, sucking a lollipop, crossing and uncrossing his legs. <laughs> going, give us a kiss for Christmas. God, that, was an, that was an extraordinary outburst, wasn't it? Sometimes I that. It's because I'm, <laughs> I'm overtired, Jane. Because, <laughs> like, tiredness is what I have instead of drugs. I just get really tired and and eventually it becomes quite nice. Right. As yeah, if... well, I mean, it's all, you know, like having that serious delirious jet lag, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. You just sort of, nothing makes sense. You know, you just I, like, of... I like that. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I think that deep down, Noel, you, are, you have the soul of a poet and a terrible drug problem. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with well, you. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, you're fit as a fiddle. Drug problems are terribly bad. No, though. It's, 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 it's better than having the soul of a terrible poet. Yeah, and a mild drug uh, problem. And a drug problem. Yeah, yeah, that would be an awful situation. I'm sure there's people in it. Yeah. Right, OK, Noel, you've brilliantly got us through about 20 minutes of radio there and also helped the Daily Star endlessly, I would have thought, with views, oh, with well, some of your bonkers if, opinions. If, if, if there's a sentence in any of those papers with Gallagher and Hitler, <laughs> yeah, right, I swear to you now, right? Yeah. I'm God not going to I'll not be involved, will I? Yeah, of course you will. Well, as a witness, though. Just, I won't be, like, in the front line. I little, won't have to go to court. Little, little cash you've earned out of your little career so far. <laughs> I will take that. Could you stop calling Marguerite Little, and I will please? Pump it into my vast country state. <laughs> stop calling Marguerite Little. I've got a DVD out. <laughs> right, okay, Noel, thank you. It's been beautiful to talk to you. It'll be very nice to catch up with you. Perhaps you'll listen back to this radio show with your lawyer perched on one knee uh, and Bannatine on the other. Uh, I'll be getting, never mind that, I'll be getting a CD of it as well before it goes. Out. Oh Christ! Stop oh, taking yeah. life so seriously. I know where all you lot live. Oh no! Matt, yeah. me. I've just moved. Matt's just moved, yeah, as a Matt, matter of fact. Matt's exemplified because Matt is actually Matt's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, Look, Noel. Russell Brand. So there we go. Noel Gallagher. Oh, he's controversial, isn't he? But somehow lovable. Developed a nice relationship with him, haven't we, Matt? Yeah. I'm glad he thinks I'm a geezer. What? He said, what? I'm a, I said, I'm a geezer. <laughs> yes, he did, didn't he? You've been clinging that to that for a little while, haven't you? And then you have the nerve to condemn me because I'm out here in my fame vacuum. OK, so listen, let's listen to uh, Fool's Gold, Stone Roses, then we'll le let's leave a message for Tim Westwood. Or let's try our damnedest. I want him to know that we're in his studio tampering with his switches. But between now and then, listen to Fool's Gold. This is Russell Brand, Radio 2, 88 to 91 FM. Send us emails, you fools remind me of Blighty, especially you on the fan site. I'm surprised at you. Stop eating. <laughs> Sounds like you're walking across that muddy farm again. Your big welly song. Fool's gold! <laughs> Fool's gold!
old Stone Roses. Listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm in Hawaii. Do that Hawaiian thing, Matthew. Go on. Oh, God. Yeah. I should be ready for this. He keeps doing it. You should, shouldn't you? You've only got to be in charge of two buttons. No, it's about 19 buttons. Online. I feel like I'm being taunted by that idealised version of Hawaii that you're playing, let me tell you. You just asked for it. I know, but I'm just saying... What are you eating? Bits of coconut? Pineapple? I'm eating pistachios. It's really loud, isn't it? It is rather loud, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what about when Godzilla emerges from the sea? How about that, then? That's bad. That's impressive. the last time you did it. That's great. It's good, isn't it? Boy, how are you doing that? Fudding my fist down on the Hawaiian desk. Blimey, I bet they're looking at you through the glass thinking, this English pig. Sharon <laughs> <laughs> Demars, punching their desks in a laid-back island <laughs> like that. New come in. Someone get me a taxi, for heaven's sake. Have you got a version of OK Magazine over here? Because I should be in it if you have got one. Come on, take a photo of my... I've just had a nip slip. Is no one interested? <laughs> I've been nip slipping. I've been showing all bits of flesh I didn't even know I had. OK, Matthew, let's see if you can do some professional radio. Uh, you're listening to Russell Brand here on 88 to 91 FM Radio 2. I'm with my co-host, Matt Morgan. Now, as you know, I'm in Hawaii. Matt Morgan there in Tim Westwood's studio. A little later we're going to try and talk to Tim Westwood and if not Tim Westwood we shall leave messages on his answer phone of his own sound effects just to see how he likes it and how he responds. You know, it'd be a nice experiment. Meanwhile though, Matt Morgan in London in Tim Westwood's studio is going to read an email. So what emails caught your eye there, Matthew? Oh, uh, this one here, actually. Oh, I can't do this now. You've hyped it up too much. Go on. You still use a good start because you did a nice little weak laugh. This delay is very odd. It means that I say something, then it's there's like a horrible delay, like when you say something offensive. Stop <laughs> eating. I can't read yeah. this out without sound in the background. It sounds like you're licking something. What? <laughs> do you mean it doesn't sound like I'm having a little nosh nosh? Uh. <laughs> Dirty bucket. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> Come on, read the email. This is right. uh, Radio Two. Go on. Shut up. But uh, <laughs> I <laughs> came in on but. Were today. you at school? You know, at school when you Shut have to up. go around reading the book. Were you one of the children that slowed everyone else in the class down? <laughs> were you? I used to read this oh, my no, finger, and then, and then I'd put my finger over the word I was trying to read as I went along, and it was very difficult. Right, blundering along with your oafish fingers. Go on in, give us an email. <sighs> I enjoy listening to your podcast, but today I was out taking advantage of the sun and trying to keep a bit fit, taking my wee dog for a walk up the park. <laughs> I was listening wee to Wee dog, I know. I was listening to your podcast and was smiling away at your hilarious comments when I passed this huge thuggish looking man who must have been paranoid about something. He just turned around and whacked me right in the face for laughing at him. I think this is from a woman. It is Natalie. This That's is awful from a woman. What's her name? Natalie. Still. Natalie the woman. Yes. And uh Natalie the woman just got smashed in the mouth. She's a wee five foot she says wee a lot, she must be Scottish. Five foot two. Either lassie. that or she's 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 lassie. Yeah, she's definitely Scottish. Despite me <laughs> Well, she should have been walking around her hind quarters taunting the fucks. Despite she had being, it coming. Despite being twenty, I look about fourteen. So why would I be struck in such a way? When I tried to Dirty explain devil. The situation that I was actually listening to you guys and tried to share the laughter, which is what, let's be honest, makes the world go round, makes all this war nonsense seem silly. He threw his ice cream at me, mm. muttering, what sort of fug has an ice cream? That's not very fuggish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like softy Walter. A real fug would not have an ice cream. Real no. fug, I don't know, knuckle duster, something like that. Tenants. 
Stella. Yeah. Oh. Right, I'm going to duff the hell out of you, but first I've got to finish my 99. Right, I'm going to throw all my marshmallows at you. One, two, three, there you go. <laughs> Just wait till I get to the bottom, to the fudgy bit, then the hell's going to be let loose. Yeah, so that's what happened. But that's awful, isn't it? So at least you're in an island paradise where women aren't punched in the face by men. Well, they have been since I got here. Well, of course. <laughs> I've got to get recognition somehow. <laughs> There's been no violence against women or against anyone. I've just been shuffling about with downward cast gaze. But that woman there had another opportunity, Matt, to say, I'm listening to the hilarious Radio 2 Russell Brand podcast, and that thug could have gone home, downloaded us, and kept that... Well, you know, I'm not going to shy away from the word... Alan Sugar off the top of the podcast charts. You, everything's an opportunity to promote yourself, isn't it, nowadays? You've and changed. also, look, what was that fuck doing? Eating an ice cream. What would we have been doing? We'd have been in an ice cream van. Oh, that is God. a message from the universe. Get people downloading our podcast and also go out there and disparage The Apprentice, claiming that watching it causes all sorts <laughs> of genital diseases. Okay, why don't we have a little listen to... What we can listen to? We can listen to... Led Zeppelin? Yes. Right, let's listen to Zepp, and then after that we'll probably get... Let's try and ring up Westwood and play us over those sound effects. That'll be a right laugh. You you send us your emails. We need your emails. If you huh? phone up Westwood Don't. with all his connections and start making bangs and stuff down the line, he's going to freak I out. I will tell him it's us at the end of it. We'll tell him it's us at the end of it. Stop no. making such a soppy scene, you daft sausage. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. Send us your emails, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Put your phone number in as well. We might ring you up. Or I might have an Hawaiian guest next week. It might be lovely. Let's uh, listen to Led Zeppelin. Go on, Matt. Go on. Very bossy, isn't he? Tim Westwood, opening hours 10.30am to 7.30pm. Please leave a message. Tim, hello dear, this is Russell Brand, I'm in Hawaii. I'm just giving you a little ring from my beachside radio cabin. But also, while I'm here in Hawaii, Matt Morgan's in your studio in London. Look at him! Yeah, oh take God. that, Tim! He's <laughs> causing chaos in there! Wee! It's mayhem, I tell you! Look at that, we're pressing all your switches, Westwood! There's nothing you can do to stop us. Call us if you dare. Call us from your radio show. There. Okay, this is Tim Westwood. Pew, pew. We're going to be What's playing fast? some hippity hop. There you are. Hang up the phone. Hang up the phone before he gets angry. Christ, what have we done? Why did we do that? It was technically perhaps the worst prank in radio history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so there we are. Before that chaos, it was uh, Led Zeppelin. What track was it? Travelling Riverside Blues. I just got an image of Westwood just looking mildly irritated and then hanging up. That's it. That the... <laughs> so, hmm, something's wrong with my phone <laughs> or my studio or both. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that was an absolute shambles. So this show is almost at an end. What things have we got to wrap up? Well, actually, we've not had Mr. G's poem. And uh, in fact, I've got an email here. Where is this email? It said, like, there's people. It seems that Mr. G, since he's been doing the blog, has developed a, like, a little bit of, of, well, you know, there's uh, it's a word I use tentatively now and with a deg some degree of trepidation, fan base. I've this is from email. Young Joe, 17, yeah. in London. He says, 
Yo, Russ and Matt. Loving the show and the podcast and the bloggy wog. Anyways, I've got loads of fishy-related things that Christoph can have uh, in my pond because my fish were all eaten, I think, by a cat. He says... Oh, and then he continues. I've been chatting to Mr. G on MySpace, and he agrees with me that he, he shouldn't be stuck at the end of the show like a late addition. G, you've been striking up relationships on MySpace. We all know what hell that can lead to. Praise is needed when it comes to the, the poet laureate of the show, and he should have a theme tune. Maybe a jingle from you, Russ. Anyways, you know, consider my words. That's young Joe. He's only 17. So that's, um, well, that's as far as I know, that's your first fan, G except for those poor wenches that turn up <laughs> poetry gigs to be sacrificed, poor cows. So um, let's see if we can do an impromptu um, jingle of some sort before uh, Mr G, the Poet Laureate, summarises this <laughs> hectic... Well, it's always it's a transatlantic, trans-Pacific show. One. Hello, London. It's been, well, it's been bizarre. We're coming from different time zones. We're in different studios. It's part Westwood, it's part Tiki. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, OK. Um, Ooh, Keats, Wordsworth. It's... What's that? Why has Westwood got that? Actually, actually, Russell, kill the jingle, right? All, all jingles must uh, die. What was that thing that came out from there? <laughs> what? It's a puller. Matt, what are you pressing? <laughs> it said pull up, not puller. Puller, <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> that sounds like a jingle from the EastEnders laundrette. <laughs> right, then, coming in, let's have, let's have a poem from Mr. G. Right, OK, now the show will be summarised by Mr. G, the poet laureate of our show. Woo, let's welcome him with atmosphere from around the globe. Yeah, all right. OK, this is called Straight Coasting. Coast to coast. Pacific to Atlantic, London calling Hawaii, transmission glitches are gigantic. Delays in transit, explaining movie studio antics, sporting rash tops and thongs, horse ridings looking frantic. Russell seems to be homesick, hoping to get home quick, finding solace in a Westwood jingle, wishing he could own it. Alone with the number two spot on the podcast charts, download quick before the ice cream trip turns into an ice cream cart. Please have a heart. Coast to coast, Atlantic to Pacific, Hawaii calling London, Russ to Matt to be specific. Noel sounding off, but fame lost can be freedom gained. Dropping all these bombs could lend us all in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah! What work for Mr. G there! Incredible poetry! He's been here since 5am! 5am! And there he I've is! Just, He's know, still got it! Russell, I've just arrived from Africa. I arrived from Uganda about 10 hours ago, and I'm knackered. What have you been doing in Uganda? I've been chilling, chilling with the peeps. <laughs> what are you doing now? You're an Englishman. <laughs> you stay put in London. I don't like this. He's off to Uganda. Christoph the fish is absent without leave. The apprentice is sawed up the podcast chart. I'm wandering around the beach like a hobo. I can't even get a cuddle off my own horse, Crispin. What's going on? Okay, so it's been a wonderful week of radio. Send us your emails because we need your content more than ever now that we're cleft apart by oceans. It's russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Tell stuff about England, about Britain. Sorry about that. It's just because I'm English, you know what I mean? I, do, I love the Scottish. I love the Welsh. What's that you're pressing, Matthew? Uh, the royal penis is clean, Your Highness. Don't touch the buttons in it, there. It went off. Like, honestly, so. we've already mildly... You did that one by mistake, honestly? No. What were you trying to do? Just add to things, really. <laughs> embellish them with a bit of fun. <laughs> All right, well, carry on then. You sort of, I'll do this speech and you embellish it where okay. you see fit with various sound effects. But not one where it's people talking. No, 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 obviously. Disorienting. No. Okay. Okay. 
Off you go. Two bombs or something. Okay, you know. Right, okay, so yeah, thank you. Is that you? Is that your mouth? Alright, that's quite good. Okay, uh, so yeah, Tim Westwood, thank you very much. Sorry for the inconvenience. Noel, thank you for your help. Christoph, for God's sake, hurry back. Where's Mr. Nibs? I don't know how he works like that. It's like broadcasting from inside Vietnam. Not that there was anything wrong with that war. God, ah, help us. Okay, Matthew, turn that off. It's confusing. It right, so now. listen, Mr. G, thank you for your contribution. Matt, well done. Have you missed me, really? Um... Yes. Why do you hesitate so much? Like, don't try and put that down to the 1.5 second time delay. Well, that how long's it you been? Being delayed. You haven't been gone that long yet. Yeah, I reckon in about two weeks I'll start to have, you know, that sort of pang of, oh God, Russell's away. There better be a pang. There better be a pang. And also, or can you flourish. email us things that you're. <laughs> there'll be no flourish. Email us stuff you're missing about me, beautiful people of Great Britain, because I, I need to feel um, adored and loved. <laughs> Female stuff you're missing about me. <laughs> yes, I do like my hair. It is nice, isn't it? Yes, that's a lovely shirt. Where did I put that? Yeah, do email us that. Russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Thank you, Mr. G. Thank you, Matt Morgan. Thank Mikey, you. you're a bloody shambles. Quite frankly, if you do go to Radio 1, it will be a tremendous relief for the entire BBC Radio 2 part of the corporation. Okay, so uh, thank you for listening. Keep down in, uh, downloading the podcast. Tell other people to download that podcast. We must defeat The Apprentice. Envisage it as being like, um, I don't know, the evil empire in the Star Wars trilogy, the good early ones, not the latter ones. Something like that. If think of it as that we're defeating evil and we're a rebellion army. We must get back to number one. Thanks very much. There'll be more of this madness next week from 88 to 91 FM. This is Radio 2 from the BBC. Here's a bit of good old-fashioned newsy-poo. <laughs>